wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day friends, it's Pastor Will here in the studio. I want to thank you for joining our live show today. And uh, my co-host in the studio with me is Pastor Brenton uh, Wilkinson. And I want to welcome Brenton into our studio today. Thanks Will, good to be back. Good to have you mate. And um, you had a good weekend? Yes, yes, I did have a good weekend. For once, I wasn't preaching, yeah. teaching, or doing other things. It was a <laughs> chance to sit in church and just hear the Holy Spirit. Yeah, a rare occurrence us. for you because even though you are retired, occurrence. you are retired officially, but yeah. I don't know, judging by your schedule, it doesn't sound like a retired pastor to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. We filled the role of a retired pastor this Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Oh well, dear. well, good, good no, to have you good in the studio. Yep. And uh, <laughs> want to thank you to our listeners, whether you're driving in the car at this present moment, we want to thank you for tuning in today. Yes. And uh, wherever you find yourself tuning in, either via our app or through the radio uh, at home, wherever you are, we want to say thank you for joining us. We are live from our Faith FM studio here in South Australia, and uh, we're kicking off a brand new theme for this week. This week. As we do on a Monday, we introduce the topic, and our good friends on our team will pick up different parts of this conversation. So today, um, we are talking, continuing actually our theme from last week, which is essential steps to walking with Jesus. So we've basically been... Yeah, just unpacking some of those ideas of what it means to know Jesus and follow Jesus and have a personal relationship with Christ. And so today is a continuation. This week, actually, is a continuation of this theme. And so today we are going to introduce, Brendan, our theme. Well, our question actually today is, how do I or how do we grow into Christ? Yes, that's right. Yep. And so um, we'll look at a few Bible texts yeah. and we'll look at some things that may be you and I have done in our own lives that help us to grow. Sure. And I'm sure there are plenty of people listening who really want, want to grow. Yeah, praise God. It's one thing to come to Christ. I believe it's just as important to grow. Yeah. Because if you don't grow, you die. Hey, absolutely. So um, if we've started out the journey and we've begun with Christ, how do we go through that relationship? In other words, is it different from when you first met Christ? Yeah. Is it an entirely different journey, or is it a continuation of that journey? There's some of the things yeah. I think we want to have a look at. Well, we can't wait to get into it in just a few moments, uh, Brenton. So, um, yeah, so we're looking at that. And some of the questions that our team are going to be looking at for the rest of this week, um, does God have a calling in our yes. lives? Is yeah. it possible to hear God? Um, speaking to God, is it possible? And towards the end of the week, how do we or how do I handle doubt? And so our team is going to be unpacking some of those questions for the remainder of the week. And as we do on Faith on our Drive Time program, each day we promote our free book offer. And so uh, tune in and we will promote our brand new book offer for today and for the rest of this week. Um, so um, please just uh, stay tuned. Um, we're going to go now to our World Watch segment that we like to call it, where we kind of share an article, something we've seen online or around uh, on the on, online and um, yeah just to spend a few minutes in here so today Brenton I've, I want to read actually the whole article it's not a super long article it's rather an interesting one yeah <laughs> and um, the article is entitled the immortal immortal cells of Henrietta Lacks well her surname is Lacks L-A-C-K-S so this was posted up um, just a couple of weeks ago on the amazing facts um, website 
the AF blog, and it's posted uh, by uh, Richard Young. So here we go. Okay. It says here by uh, the article begins, At first glance, it was a tragic, seemingly unremarkable incident. In 1951, a 31-year-old mother of five complaining of gynecological bleeding came to the Johns Hopkins Hospital, one of the few hospitals to treat impoverished African-Americans. Henrietta Lacks was soon diagnosed with cervical cancer and treated with radium. She died eight months later, just one more victim of a disease that still kills hundreds of thousands each year in the world today. It does. But in a most surprising way, Lacks lives on. While illegal today, in Lacks' day, permission was not needed to get cell samples. So unbeknownst to her, a sample of her cancer cells retrieved during a biopsy was sent to Dr. George Gay's nearby tissue lab. Right. And that's, for years, Dr. Gay, a prominent cancer and virus researcher, had been collecting cells from all patients, regardless of their race or socioeconomic status, who came to the Johns Hopkins Hospital with cervical cancer. And Gay found that while all other samples brought to his lab died within a few days, Henrietta Lacks's didn't. Instead, they doubled every 20 to 24 hours, an abnormally fast rate even for cancer cells. These cells are still multiplying today. What? Yeah. As Newsweek reported, (laughs) it's a pretty crazy story. It says here, as Newsweek reported, her cells were used to create the first immortal human cell line known as HeLa cells after her first and last name. After the past seven decades, HeLa cells have contributed to roughly 70,000 scientific studies saving millions of lives. And then, Brendan, here comes a lawsuit. As yeah. the years pass... Wouldn't be American yeah. if there wasn't a lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> so it says here, as the years pass, Lax's five children, they grew up and started families of their own. In 1973, family members suddenly began to be solicited for blood samples from scientists further researching their genes. And eventually, the family learned what had happened with their matriarch's cells. Oh. Lax's notoriety post-mortem continued to grow with the 2010 publication of The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, a non-fiction book by Rebecca Sklut, which was released to critical acclaim and numerous awards. It stayed on the New York Times bestseller list for 75 weeks straight and was almost made into a television movie starring Oprah. I actually didn't even know that. No, me either. Then, in 2021, Lacks's family sued Thermo Fisher Scientific Incorporated, a Fortune 500 biotechnology company worth $44 billion in revenue, which has gained massive profits from HeLa cells. According to the Associated Press, Thermo Fisher argued the case should be dismissed because it was filed after the statute of limitations expire. Right. But lawyers for the Lax family said that shouldn't apply because the company is continuously benefiting. Then two years later, on Monday the 1st of August which was happens to be my daughter's birthday. Wow. <laughs> which was, yeah, so this has literally just happened earlier this month, yeah, yeah. Lax's birthday. The two parties reached an undisclosed settlement out of court, I'm according sure to public idea. statements. <laughs> Both sides are happy to move on from the controversy. As for John Hopkins, an article on its website owns up to the role it played, admitted that it, quote, could have and should have done more to inform and work with members of Henrietta Lax's family out of respect for them their privacy, and their personal interests, while also stressing that it, quote, has never sold or profited from the discovery or distribution of HeLa cells, does not own the rights to the HeLa cell line. Rather, Johns Hopkins offered HeLa cells freely 
been widely for scientific research. Um, then it, then so that's the story. And then it, then um, Richard, what he does here, he he, um, he bridges it to the spiritual. And I'll just share one or two lines here. It says, right. Lax's legacy continues forward even to this day. Yet no matter how many people the Heller cells help, no matter how many lives they prolong, they cannot prevent death. No. Those immortal cells do not enable immortality. As the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 5 and verse 12, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because of because all have sinned. And what Richard does is, in a nutshell, he points it right at the end to saying, hey, he says, Henrietta Lacks' cells have done and are doing a lot of good, but in the end, what we really need is Jesus. He mm-hmm. is the, the life, John 14 and verse 6. I'd agree. It's an interesting article. Uh, it's very interesting. And... Um, because John Hopkins University or hospital yeah. is very well known. Um, it wasn't at the, the hospital where Dr. Ben Carson famously um, separated Siamese twins. Yeah, I reckon it might have been. Yeah, John I think Hopkins. that was the same hospital. Um, I think you're on the right track there. Yeah, but the, this this is um, interesting stuff. But the point you make right at the end is the important one: we need yeah. Jesus. Yeah, not immortal cells. Yeah, we need Jesus. Paul says that when. Um, Christ returns, we are changed in a moment from mortality to immortality, from corruptible to incorruptible. Um, you can't get much more of a, shall we say, change than that. Our bodies are mortal now, but when he comes, our bodies will be immortal, meaning yeah. that they are not subject to death any longer. Yeah. And how many times have you, how many times have I, and many other ministers stood around a grave as we've been burying a loved one, yeah. a church member, someone we know, maybe even a family member. And we've clung to that hope that when Christ appears, that person will be raised to life again with an immortal body. Yeah. We won't have to worry about the immortal cells of lax. <laughs> yeah. We'll be able to, because we're told, Paul says when he's asked, you might ask, what sort of body am I going to have? He says, just like Christ's glorified body. So that's the body. For those of our listeners who wonder what sort of body are we going to have, the idea of going to heaven, um, Will, and yep. sitting on a har- um, cloud playing a harp <laughs> really does not appeal to me a great deal. Yeah. And Jesus himself said in Luke 23, he said, handle me and see. I'm flesh and blood. Yeah. blood. Give me something to eat. Yeah. When he ate it, it didn't go through him. He was able to eat it. He ate a piece of fish and, I believe, a piece of bread, Yeah, something like that. So, so the real. body we will have in heaven is a mortal body, an Im- immortal body, rather, with flesh and bones, yeah. just like the body we've got here. The difference is it's not subject to death any longer. Yeah. And I love how Richard <coughs> ends the articles. He, he mentions something. Um, he says along the lines that we, we – do actually have the opportunity to escape death and yes. he points to, yes, we to the person of Jesus and yeah. his claims that of eternal life. And I guess that's what for Christians that the hope that we have is that we have hope of eternal life, which we is do. life beyond the grave. And, you know, I often share, Brenton, when I'm talking to people about, you know, these things, you know, the text that comes to my mind is in the Gospel of John where Jesus says, um, Eternal life is to know God, yes, the only yeah. true God in Jesus whom God has sent. And I often stress to people, just like you said a few moments ago, Brendan, how when we think of eternal life, we think of something that's far in the future. But yeah. I 
believe that Jesus is also saying that we can experience it now because through an through a relationship. I mean, the ultimate fulfillment will obviously happen. You know, the heaven, yeah. the new heavens and the new earth, and the glorified bodies. But in terms of knowing Christ now. Uh, through his word and through what he has done for us. That's something we can encounter today. We can encounter it. I believe eternal life begins when you accept Jesus. Praise God. Because yeah. John 3.16 is pretty clear. Yeah. He that believes in me um, will have everlasting life. Amen to that. Now, there's an interest, another interesting point. Uh, the point that I've often wondered about is, you know, a lot of people are, are saying that, when Christ returns, we've got to be perfect. We've got to have a perfect character and all the rest of it. I do have a problem with that, and yeah. I'll be quite honest with you. Um, the problem is, even if you were perfect when Christ returns, your body does not become perfect until Christ returns. Right. So if you're working up to that, <laughs> yeah. can you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I get so you're, you're claiming you have a perfect character, but your body is still subject to death yeah. until Christ returns. When Christ appears in the clouds of heaven, then your body is changed yeah. from mortal to immortal, from corruptible to incorruptible. So the problem I have with this thinking is how can one have a perfect character and a corruptible body? I struggle with yeah, that. Yeah, a bit of a dichotomy there. Yeah. Mm. Well, hey, listen, that was our uh, World Watch segment. Just um interesting article about a particular lady that had since passed. Yes, and, yeah. All and her cells are living ago. on. But, you know, the ultimate truth of the gospel is that there is eternal immortal life and it's found in a person and his name is Jesus. And yes. we get to talk about him today and with our team for the rest of the week. And so, hey, we're going to go to a break. But before we do that, we're going to promote our free book offer here this moment one, in time. And look, our, the book is actually covering most of what our presenters are going to talk about um, and, and us as well to, to a degree. And so if you have not heard of the book Steps to Christ by Ellen G. White, I want to encourage you to our listeners, please text the code in, grab yourself a copy. It is one of the most the best books written on the life of Jesus outside of Scripture. There's probably a handful I can think of, but Steps to Christ is a beautiful book. It's it's not a big book, and I can see Brenton just pulled one out of his bag right now in the studio as I was talking. This one's and, uh, called Step Beyond. Step Beyond. So it's the uh, same thing. Yeah, it's essentially it's a, a contemporary version the there. Yeah. So, hey, to you, our listeners, we, we want to give you this copy, and we want you to see for yourself through these pages about the steps of Christ. And so in this book, you read about God's love for you. Well, it talks about topics such as repentance, faith and acceptance, and even what we're sharing about today, growing into Christ, um, the privilege of prayer. Look, it's a jam-packed book. You have to get yourself a copy. So here's what you need to do. You need to text the code SA132 to our number in the studio, 04888-80811, and uh, we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. And uh, so one more time, the code that you need to text is SA132. You need to text that in to 04888-80811, and uh, we will get that book out to you as soon as we can. And so uh, we'll promote the book offer one more time uh, towards the end of the show, but uh, we're going to go to some music now. We'll be back in just a moment, and uh, we will pick it up with our theme about growing into Christ. Please don't go away. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, BQ&A. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. 
taste of glory divine Heir of salvation Purchase of God Born of His Spirit Washed in His blood This is my story This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long This is my story This is my song Praising my Savior All the day long Visions of rapture Now burst at my side Perfect submission Blessed Assurance by Anna Weatherup. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Will and Brenton here in the studio. Uh, we've just uh, went to a break and now we're back and we are 
going to start unpacking our theme for today, How Do I Grow Into Christ? And essentially for today and the rest of this week, our team are looking at the theme, Essential Steps to Walking with Jesus. And so we hope that this will be a blessing for you and in, in your walk with Christ, and or if you have friends that are perhaps asking questions about what does it mean to follow Jesus, we hope that this will be a blessing to you today. So, Brendan, we want to start our conversation today. Um, talk to us um, about this idea of growing into Christ. And the question we're asking today is, how do we, how do I grow up into Christ? Mm. Well, a good place to start, I believe, Will, is <clears throat> what Jesus himself said. But before we get to that, this is the thing that um, maybe we should be thinking about as well. When a person comes to Christ, I think most people recognize that you can't come to Christ unless you're supernaturally drawn and you cannot change yourself. Only God can do that. Yeah. Now, that's called conversion. That's called coming to Christ and being converted. Now, where to from there? Um, Paul uses the metaphor and the Bible uses the metaphor of growing. One of the illustrations that is used, and those of you who are listening who choose to get this book, Steps to Christ, you'll find an illustration in one of the chapters there, Growing into Christ, where it talks about the growth of the seed. You place the seed in the ground and... It doesn't have to try hard to grow. Right. It grows because it receives. Now, this morning, as I said to you when I came into the studio, I'm feeling a bit sore tonight because I've been working in the garden a fair bit. We have yeah. grown, <clears throat> we have grown um, so far broad beans, snow peas, spinach, even garlic. Now, one of my friends, Grant Freeman from the southeast, told us what to do with the garlic. You get these little tiny garlic pieces, probably about three inches tall. You know, they got a little tiny green shoot in them. Yeah. You dig a hole in the ground and you stick them in there and you put um, hay or stuff around them. And I went out there today. Some of them are five or six inches high now. now really? What, they, what, have they they, what have they done to grow? They have received the sunlight. They have received the rain that God has sent. Yeah. Um, the wind doesn't seem to have affected them because they're in a fairly sheltered part of the garden uh, in our house there. The Christian life is not dissimilar. So for a person who's listening maybe for the first time today yeah. and say, I've accepted Christ, but where to from here? Well, how did you accept Christ? Let me read something from John chapter 15. But the thing is, the way you receive Christ is the way you grow. Okay. And as we go through this subject, I'll explain a little bit more some of the things that will help you maybe to grow more quickly. Right. Uh, but John 15, in the first 11 verses, it uses the word abide 10 times. I counted them up while we were here in the studio. And the Greek word for that is meno, M-E-N-O. Okay. What does it mean? It's pretty simple. It means to remain, to stay to continue to exist, to persist. In other words, that's the relationship that Christ had. But okay. the verses that I think that will help our readers are these. Jesus starts out by saying, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. We're going to talk about the fruit bearing 
a little bit later, what does it actually mean? Then in verse 4, he starts on this theme of abide or meno. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do, do nothing. nothing. Yeah. Now here's one that I'm going to throw to you. How have you found that? How have you found that in your life? Because I believe some people think, yes, I came to Christ, I gave my life to Him, I've I've been saved, so to speak. Now I've got to do my part. My part is to work hard on on the growth. No, your part is not to work hard yeah. on the growth. The growth comes with the relationship. So how did you find it yourself? Because you've shared with me at times that there was a period in your life where you left the Lord. Yeah. How did you find it when you came back? Yeah, I think I think when how I came back. How did you back, find this growth process? Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm asking. Yeah. I think it really <clears throat> boiled. I think, I think for me um, the growth was, it's funny how you say it because the honest truth was I was thinking about about our topic today is that um, it's almost like a baby. Like, uh, you know, I've, a child doesn't worry about growing. It just no, kind of... No, it doesn't. It just no. accepts the, the nurture and the... You give it food. You sustenance give it water, from, from mum. And, yeah. and it takes it yeah. and the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I can only speak personally. I think for me the growing was always an out of the overflow of of, I guess... My, my desire to know God and yes. a desire to yes. want to, yeah. to learn more about God and, and what God had done in my life. Right. And so I think the growing aspect for me wasn't something that I was trying to, trying to forcefully make happen. Mm. It was almost you like can't a, force it. yeah, mm. it, it was, it, it's kind of like when Jesus said, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who found treasure and then he yes. sold everything. Yep. So, so I think, buy the treasure. yeah. Yep. So I think for me, the growing was, it was just God had put a hunger and a thirst for, for knowledge. And like, I'll give you an example. Like for many people, um, growing up, I didn't really like reading a whole bunch. You right. know, right. Uh, in fact, I used to, I have a bit of a story where in my high school, we had this, um, it was a 20 minute block, Brennan, before right. every day before recess. It was called, <laughs> D- it was a DEAR class. It was an acronym, D-E-A-R. Yes. Drop everything and read. So you were automatically, you <laughs> had, you were assigned to a class. <laughs> yes. And I can tell you without lying, Brendan, from year seven to 12, I don't think I read one page of a book, and most of my mates didn't. You just kind of sat there, and it was only 20 minutes, so you kind of looked around, and you just wasted time till the, you, clock. Till the bell rang, and you <laughs> raced out to the handball court or the basketball yeah, court. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that that hunger for, for reading and, and, and study wasn't as there, but a Christian, it... There was such a desire to know history. Like I remember when I first started learning about these prophecies in the Bible, yes, and I the first thing I would do is I'd, I'd listen to the evangelists, I'd listen to the speaker, and yep. I'd, I'd go online, I would go to the libraries and read about the history of Rome and, and Greece and all these things. So I guess for me, Brendan, the, the growing for me was it came out of um, a hunger to mm-hmm. want to to learn and to grow. And so that's kind of how it started for me. And I think that's probably why um, maybe I'm just kind of throwing it out there in our show today. Maybe there's a reason why people don't grow is because maybe, not maybe, sure, uh, along the journey we we kind of maybe 
get, get complacent or yes. feel like, oh, you know, yeah, I've read that before. In, sometimes yeah. we have this attitude mm. to church. Oh, yeah. I've, yep. So maybe there's a, a complacency where we kind of a little bit comfortable where we are. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I guess for me that it just came out of that. Yeah. I, I really remember those first few years of kind of coming in the church it was, it was just a sponge and yes. um, that to yeah. me is what soaking it all up yeah that's often that is the case I found in doing Bible studies with yeah. people particularly people who don't know God at all uh-huh. when they find out who Jesus is for the first time and find out what he's done for them yeah um, they can't get enough of it. Yeah. No, it's not addictive, but it's it's certainly yeah. something that they really want to know. Yeah. Now, Jesus himself said in John 7, this is interesting because he went and taught in the temple at one of their feasts and the guys that were listening said, who is this guy? He hasn't got a doctorate in divinity and he, he hasn't got a Bachelor of Arts in theology yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. Where did he get this knowledge from? And this is what Jesus said himself. He said, my doctrine is not mine. But he who sent me, if anyone wills to do his will, that's God's will, he shall know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and his unrighteousness or his righteousness rather is in him. So what Jesus is saying is, don't believe me on the basis of what I say. Check out the scriptures. Now, we have yeah. a good example. You know it as well as I do in Acts 17, verse 17, where Paul went to a town in what we call today modern-day Turkey, yeah. known as Asia Minor in those days, by the name of Berea. Now, Paul preached Christ to them. Yeah. Where did he preach it from? From the Old Testament. Yeah. He never had a New Testament. Right. So he preached it from the Old Testament, and the first thing they did was to check it all out to yeah. see whether what he was what telling saying was true, true or not. Now, I believe that there is, <clears throat> in order to grow as a Christian, and I'm really putting it out there today to people, study the Word of God for yourself. In previous shows I have mentioned that concentrating on the Gospels is the best way to know Jesus Christ. I'll give you an example. What I've just read from John 7 is part of what I did personally this morning in my private devotions in order to grow. Now, I read from John 7 about verse 16 through to the end of the chapter and the first 11 verses of chapter 8. And for those who know their Bibles, they would know that the first 11 verses of chapter 8 is about the woman taken in adultery. Yeah. So I read this... And as I was reading it, I was saying to myself, yes, Lord, that's me. I'm the one who, because Jesus says, um, your problem is Mm. you don't know me. I've come from the Father. I've shown you these good works and you don't know me. And, of course, they send um, police officers to arrest him. And they come back without him and they say, what's your problem? Where, Where is he? They said, no one that we've ever come across speaks like this guy. <laughs> yeah. So if you put yourself in the shoes, maybe of the soldiers listening, yeah. when you get to chapter, ele- to chapter 8, put yourself in the shoes. Obviously, you can't put yourself in the shoes of the woman taken yeah. in adultery, but you could certainly put yourselves in the shoes of the priests and rulers who are accusing this woman yeah. to Christ because we all know that <clears throat> – 
hypocrisy is one thing that the average Australian looks at Christians and often decides on the basis of what they see in other people that they're not going to become Christian because the Christians I know are hypocrites. Yeah. And so I spent about an hour this morning reading this stuff and trying to digest it and then looking at a book called Desire of Ages where it goes into this in more detail. But by putting yourself, what I'm saying, I guess, in in order to grow, as we're talking about, in order to grow, read the Word of God not just for information, read the Word of God for connection. Yeah. All right. This is me, Lord. I'm the one saying, we caught this woman in the very act. The Bible says, the law says she should be stoned. What do you say? Yeah. And then Jesus starts writing all my sins down in the <laughs> in the dust. So exit stage left very quickly. Yeah. But by doing that, I believe that that is one way, probably the most important way of growing into Christ. Paul talks about it in First Corinthians three. I'm going to go over there just briefly, and we might share that one a little bit. Paul, uh, wherever he raised up new churches, he obviously expected them to grow, expected them to grow spiritually. But he says this in chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians. He says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babies in Christ. Now, what does a baby eat? Milk. Milk. He goes on and says, I fed you with milk. And not with solid food. For until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. But where there is envy, strife and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, another, I am of Apollos, are you not uh, carnal? He's pointing out to them that the church is almost sectarian. Some people came to Christ through Apollos. Some claim to have come to Christ through Paul. Some claim to have come to Christ through Peter. And some claim to have claimed to have come to Christ through Christ. And he says, what is it with all you guys? We all came into the knowledge of the truth. We all come to know Jesus Christ through the same way. But he says, here it is. We've presented all this to you. Yeah. You've accepted Christ yeah. as your saviour, but you are not growing. Right. You are still on the stage of milk. Now, the word for meat in the New Testament, you probably know it. The Greek word is broma, B-R-O-M-A, broma. And uh, he says, you're not ready for meat. Now, what is the meat of the word? The meat of the word is fairly simple. The meat of the word is really delving into the word of God. Right. Having a look at the underlying themes. A lot of the Bible, as you know, um, particularly in prophecy, a lot of the structures of prophecy are what we call chiastic, meaning that you, st- you get the big picture, then you fill in all the details as you go along. And that's very different from the way yeah. we would do a prophecy today. We'd probably give them a 10-point plan, point one and point two down to point ten. Yeah. But in the Bible, Daniel chapter 2, he sees an image. It's made up of metals. He f- finds out what the metals are. Yeah. There's going to be another kingdom after his, etc., etc. The rest of the book of Daniel, and including Revelation, is filling in those details, basically. Right. So when you get to chapter 7, chapter 8, chapter 9, 
you're dealing with filling in the details right. that you saw in Daniel chapter 2. So essentially what you're saying is, Brandon, um, this first part of, of our talk today, a huge part of a, a person growing up into Christ is through God's revealed word, through Scripture. Through that, reading the Scripture reading, and asking the Holy Spirit, you've got yeah. to come to the word. I believe in growing into Christ. You have to come to the word with a humble yeah. opinion. The problem is, I think, for a lot of us, is that we tend to come to the Bible to reinforce our preconceived ideas rather than to hear God speak to us. Okay. And I think that that's a pretty important point because yeah. um, you can make the Bible say anything you want mm. if you <laughs> are only looking to support or buttress your ideas. What I would suggest uh, to people to grow in growing into Christ is if they want to know, as Jesus said, if anyone will do his will, God's will, he will know of the doctrine. Yeah. What is doctrine? Teaching. Yeah. Whether I speak of God or whether I speak, in other words, whether I'm just a lot of hot air or whether I'm speaking on behalf of the Lord. I believe that, you know, these things are are things that you've got to, um, in order to dig deep, you need to come with a teachable spirit, a humble spirit, and say, Lord, help me to understand it. One way of helping people to grow spiritually is to, Look at the context. You know yourself. Yeah. When you're dealing with any Bible story, even an illustration or a parable that Christ has given, how do you deal with the parable of the wheat and the tares? How do you deal with the parable of the sower? Yeah. And that sort of thing. You have to look at the context in which it's set. If you look at the context in which it's set and the Bible interprets itself. So one key takeaway from today for our listeners is the Bible interprets itself. Yeah. Um, higher criticism that we have around these days has diluted the Word of God to such a degree that sometimes you hardly recognize it. When someone reads a text and explains it as they understand it, you go, what? <laughs> Never saw that in it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at the context of what you're studying, I mean, what's the context of John 15, Abide in Me? This is, where are they? They're in the upper room. Yeah. They just celebrated the Passover. Christ has just offered them the bread and the wine, symbolizing his broken body, his spilt blood. And now he's giving them, we would say, last-minute instructions. I'm yeah. about to leave you. How are you going to grow when I'm gone? You need to abide in me. Yeah. Amen to that. You got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I was just thinking about growing as well. I mean, because I'm just thinking what you're saying about the Bible, about the Word, and... um you know, the couple of texts that are coming to my mind is, you know, that text, the text in, uh, I think it's in Matthew, the fourth chapter, when Jesus was tempted by the world, devil in the wilderness. Yes. And one yes. of Jesus said, you know, when he was tempted to turn the stones into bread, he said, you know, classically, you know, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Um, so I guess, and I know there's a number of scriptures um, that speak to that about the necessity of receiving the word and uh, yes. allowing the word of God to, it's the bread to make you for, grow, for the human. Help you yeah, grow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking, um, because we live in a culture, um, Brenton, where, you know, people are very much busy. They've got very full lives. You know, we've got people listening who have, you know, they're, they're working full time and they've got things outside of work, family commitments, children. It, it can be, can be rather tough for people to maintain 
um, yes. that daily walk yes. yeah. with God but it's when in you, the when, scriptures. It's when that drops off, that your spiritual life starts yeah. to drop off. Yeah. Let me share this statement with you. And people who come online and yeah. choose to get the book that we are offering, Steps to Christ, this is a statement from it. It says, give yourself fully to God every morning. Make right. this your very first work. Let this be your prayer. Take me, O Lord, as wholly thine or yours. I lay all my plans at your feet. Use me today in your service. Live with me and let all my work be done to honour you. Yeah. I reckon that's a, that's, yeah. that's a motto I try and live by personally. And um, after we've had, had a break, we'll have a look at one other key thing that we sure. need to do in order to grow and then try and uh, wrap it up a little bit. But here's an interesting point. I was looking online and uh, there's a website there. I, I didn't write the name of it down. I probably should have. Apparently, they've done a survey, a fairly significant survey of Christians. And if you do this quiz, apparently the results of it were quite revealing. Uh-huh. 38% of those who sat this uh, or did this quiz about spiritual maturity found out they weren't as spiritually mature as they thought they were. Oh, really? <laughs> so that's interesting. <laughs> What it tells me is two things. Maybe we overestimate how well we're going, but the second yeah. point is that where does Christ want us to be? So the growing in Christ is growing from the milk yeah. into the meat, and after the break we will share where to from here. Okay. Looking forward to it, Brendan. So uh, we're going to head to a break now, but before we do, we'd like to promote our uh, book offer one more time, and it is the book Steps to Christ by author Ellen G. White. And uh, in this book, thousands have become acquainted with Jesus through this little book. It's helped many more, including those who have walked with him for years and to know him better. And it just has 13 short chapters. Um, first does. one is God's love for man. Second chapter, the sinner's need for Christ. Uh, third chapter is on repentance. Fourth chapter is on confession. So, hey, it's a, it's a book that will no doubt help you in your journey in following Jesus Christ. And even if you like, you can pick it up and you can give it to a friend. Um, you can do with it what you like. And so please, if you would like a free copy of the book Steps to Christ, you just need to text the code SA132, uh, to our number in the studio, 04888-80811. And, uh, we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. So the code one more time, SA132 to 04888-80811. And we'll get that book out to you as soon as we can. So please don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A. What a friend we have in Jesus All our sins and griefs to bear What a privilege to carry God in prayer Oh what peace we often forfeit Oh what needless pain we bear All because we do not carry Everything to God in prayer Have we tried and temptations Is there trouble anywhere? We 
should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in And heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care. Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. He'll take and shield you You will find a solace there What a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Everything to God in prayer Everything to God in What a friend we have in Jesus, an oldie but a goodie, and that is by Chris Rice. And we're just on the tail end of our show today here on Drive Time BQ&A with myself, Will, and Pastor Brenton in the studio. We are looking at the question, how do we grow up into Christ? And uh, Brenton has been doing a fabulous job in walking us through that conversation today. Hey, I just also, Brenton, before I give the time back to you, I sure. just want to shout out a, a Christine who's is text in the studio and she's she's wanting a copy as well. And so we want to thank you, Christine, thank for you, uh, listening yeah. into our show today and we'll get that book out to you soon as we can. And so, Brenton, on our last few minutes of our program today, um, you, you talked about Scripture just before the break and the importance of the Word and growing through the maturing of, of the receiving of the Word. What's the other? Um, I know you had one more kind of uh, point you want to share with our listeners today. There is one more point that I want to share, sure. and then I want to touch on a benefit. Or okay, two point and a benefit. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the point that I wanted to share is along with the study of the Word and asking God to guide you and the Holy Spirit to open yeah. your mind, I believe another way that you'll grow quicker possibly than any other way is to share what you have learnt with others. Right. Now, <laughs> Christians sometimes use the word witness. <laughs> what is a witness? It's a heavy word. What is a witness? Um have you ever been, have you actually ever seen a motor accident yourself and the police have turned up and said, Will, what did you see? And they will interview everybody who may have observed yeah. what happened. Yeah. It's interesting, you all saw the same accident, but I guarantee if you were asked to write down what you saw, you'll see. Whilst you may have yeah. seen the same accident, it would be a little bit different in every case. Yep. Because certain aspects of the accident would appeal yeah. to some people as opposed to the others. Can I say this as kindly as possible to those who are listening? When you're growing into Christ, please 
take the time and ask God to give you opportunities to share what you have learnt. Yeah. You may, some people I believe don't want to share their Christian faith because they think that someone is smarter than them and may give them a question that they can't yeah. answer. <laughs> um, I've had that experience um, as a minister yeah. in sharing the word of God, in doing Bible studies Same. with yep. people. Sometimes I'm asked a question and my answer is, I don't know. Uh, I will check it out for you and try and find an answer, but it may be that what you're asking is not actually covered yep. in the word of God. And if it's not covered in the Word of God, I'm not going to give you my opinion yeah. because that's only my opinion. Sure. Um, maybe it's a situation where we won't really know the answer till we get to heaven. So in order to grow, it's a bit like exercise, Will. Uh, I've spent a few hours working in the garden today yeah. and I'm quite sore. Why am I quite sore? It's not directly related to my age. I believe it's related to the fact that I'm not as fit as I should be. Yeah. Last year when we were living in the southeast, I used to go to the gym three times a week and I wow. was pretty fit. Yeah. I haven't been to the gym at all this year. Oh, right. And uh, when I get out and I grab a shovel and I start shoveling um, three tonnes of soil and that sort of thing, that's when I find out that my muscles have not yeah. been given sufficient <laughs> exercise. Right, I get the lactic acid yeah. starts to kick yeah. in and all the rest of it. Right. So what I'm saying in regard to this is, folk, in order to grow into Christ, you need to study the Word, you need prayer, you need to dig deep into it and try and hear God's voice speaking to you, putting yourself in the shoes of the people that you were reading yeah. about. However, you also need to share that because in sharing, you were growing. If people are asking you difficult questions and you can't answer them, yeah. you can always find someone uh, or ask someone, maybe yourself or myself, uh, can you help me with this particular question? If we can't, we will say so. Yeah. But in sharing, you are actually growing, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. You may not feel it. You may think at the time, oh, how am I going? I'm not going too well here. No, don't worry about that. Yeah. God hasn't called you to be give a perfect answer to every question that you'll give you. Yeah. What, it, what the Bible does say is that I think it's Peter, isn't it, who says that we are to give an answer for the hope that is yes. within us. correct. That doesn't say that you will give the correct answer to every question or you, you will know the answer to every question. Yeah. It says we are to give a reason for the hope yeah. that is within us. So the growing process involves sharing yeah. as well. What are the benefits? I believe the biggest benefit of um, this growing relationship is the peace that is mentioned in John fourteen twenty seven, which you Correct. often quote at the end of yes. a program. Also, John sixteen thirty three. Uh, in this world, you will have tribulation. The Greek word, believe it or not, is pressure. In this world, you will have pressure. But take heart, I have overcome the world. But Jesus says in Matthew eleven twenty eight to thirty, "Come unto me." All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give, give you rest. rest. Yep. Take my yoke upon you and mm. learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And you will find what? Rest for your rest souls. Rest for your souls, yes. So <clears throat> a life in Christ is a restful life. So a growing Christian, one who is taking in the word of God, their faces, as it were, plants, their face turns towards the sun in order to grow. Our faces need to put like towards I like the sun that of analogy. God. Yes, yeah. So there, just a few things. This this is not complicated. This is not PhD stuff. Yeah. 
This simple. Stuff that is simple that people can understand. Spend time in the Word of God. Spend time asking God to reveal Himself to you in the Word. Yeah. And ask Him to give you opportunities to share. Yeah. What you have learned, yep. because they're the things that will help you to grow the most. I can't think of anything in the Christian life that will help you to grow more yeah. than what we're sharing today. I think just to add to that, um, Brendan, and I think you got some good points there. The, the thing about sharing, and um, while you were talking, um, anyone who is successful, um, they always have learnt through trial and error. They have, and I think um, what I'm thinking about the Christian walk is when we set out to share. And we get asked questions or and we things don't go the way we planned or we may have said something that we didn't mean to say. And, you know, we actually, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. Yes. And I was actually thinking as you were talking, Brendan, about it is um, you about grow. sharing your faith. Mm. Um, yep. I remember watching um, Pastor Doug Batchelor on one of his A Millennium of Prophecy uh, seminar he did many, many years ago. Yes. And yes. I, I watched the whole thing through, and it was just part of my growth journey. Yes. And uh, one of the, you know, as he does before he does his presentation, there is a, there's a Q&A section at the beginning. And um, one of the questions that was asked to Pastor Doug was, how do you know your Bible so well? How does it you just seem to know all of these scripture references? And, you know, it just seems like you, it's just all just, just bounce flows, your head. Flows out of and, and this is what he said. Uh, and I'll never forget it, Brendan. He said, he said, you know, as a pastor and as a, as an evangelist, he's given the same talks or the same Bible study. So imagine to our listeners, if, if you gave uh, a simple Bible study on, say, um, knowing Jesus, let's yes. say in, there yeah, was probably yeah, a few yeah. verses in there. Just if you gave that verses. same study yeah. a over thousand times, yeah. you would know that by the, like the back of your hand. You would. And I think growing is, it's part of it is just repeating something. Mm. Um, there's that idea I just want to communicate to our listeners because, um, they may not know a lot, but we all know something. Yes. And I think somewhere in, you know, in, in the writings of Ellen White, she talks about the little that you know, if you just share that with a desire That's to want to saying. learn more, yeah. it will come back to you. Yes. Um, so I just wanted to share that as well. Um, I, I think that's a very good point because, yeah. Um, not knowing the answer is not where it's at. Uh -huh. And the other point that I need to say as we close our study for today yes. is this. Don't stress it about growing. A plant doesn't stress about growing. A plant yeah. receives. It receives sunshine. It receives water. It receives whatever it needs. It doesn't actually do anything there. In the Christian life, we receive. We receive through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God. That's where we receive yeah. spiritual life. When we remain in Christ, as he says we are to do, then we're in a position yeah. to share with others. And as you said, I think you touched on that pretty well. It's not how much you know, it's who you know that's important. Praise and God. I think that's, that's the key word I'd like to leave with you. You can study for knowledge, and there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but study for a saving relationship yes. with Jesus. That's what you can share with others. Yeah. They can argue with you. They can laugh at you for being a Christian. They can say all sorts of things. What they cannot controvert, what they cannot dispute, is what Jesus has done in your yeah. life. And that is the way that you will grow. Amen. Hey, Brennan, we thank you for uh, for coming into the studio and sharing with our listeners today. Um, so we're going to have to just um, close the show today. But 
I just want to, um, again, just want to thank Christine. She's sending a lovely text, uh, Brennan, saying that she loves the show. And we appreciate oh, you, you listening in, Christine. Christine. Mm. And also, I'd like to shout out Cindy, who's actually oh, um, Cindy. text through for a, a book offer. And we want to thank you, Cindy, Thanks, as well, yeah. um, for listening in. We appreciate your time tuning in uh, to listen to our show today. We, and to all of our listeners out there, um, we want to say thank you for uh, tuning in today. Um, but... Our show may be up for today, but please join our host tomorrow with yes. Pastors Ricardo and Pastor Marty. They're going to be looking at the question, does God have a calling for me? Does God have a calling for you? And so I guarantee that you'll be super blessed as you listen to uh, Ricardo and Marty uh, share with uh, us all tomorrow. And so until then, um, we leave you with the words of Jesus Christ in the Gospel of John chapter 14 and verse 27. And Jesus says to us today, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, and neither let it be afraid. May God richly bless you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. God bless. Stand best.